Uh, pasta. Pasta. What about you? Uh, beef. Beef? Did you guys know that you wouldn't have either of those without the pollination from bees? Really? Bees are responsible for one and three bites of food that we take. Cool. Cool. Okay, yeah. so these are these are just really, really important, and I want you to save all of them. Okay. Okay. Promise me you will. I'll try. <laughs> all right. Thank oh, you. you. Hey there, and welcome to Nature Boost, the Missouri Department of Conservation podcast that brings people in nature together. I'm your host, Jill Pritchard. In our pilot episode, we talked about nature's effect on our mental and physical health. Spending time outside has shown to decrease stress and anxiety while increasing our overall happiness. For our second episode, I want to continue that conversation surrounding nature and our well-being, but focus to another part of our health, our nutrition. Think about what you consume each day. Like the St. Louis College students you heard me interviewing, a majority of us love to eat pasta, pizza, burgers, tacos. I mean, I could probably fill up an entire episode just talking about the stuff I love to eat and drink. Margaritas, anyone? But whatever your daily menu looks like, you most likely have a pollinator to thank for it. We underestimate how important pollinator health is to our own health. Talking with MDC's Aaron Shank is always a treat. This urban wildlife biologist is passionate about pollinators. And when we say pollinators, we're talking about animals that move pollen from the male part of a plant to the female part, causing fertilization, which makes plants produce fruit or seeds. Sometimes wind can do this, sometimes water can do this, but many plants, about 75% of our plants in North America, require some sort of pollination by an animal. These pollinating animals include birds, bats, and butterflies, but the most popular? Bees are the premier pollinators of the North American temperate zone. So this vast part of the continent that we're in the middle of right now, um, bees are the most important animal pollinator that we have. Why are they the most important? So there's a couple of reasons why bees are such amazing pollinators. One is that um, they seek out pollen on purpose. So rather than, say, a wasp, which is a carnivorous uh, insect, is visiting flowers in order to prey on other insects and might accidentally transfer pollen um, across a flower. A bee is purposely collecting that pollen in order to feed its young, and they do care for their young. So bees will make pollen sacs for each one of their developing larvae, and so they collect that pollen on purpose to bring back to their nests. Um, And because they are so dependent on, or their young are so dependent on that pollen sac when they're developing, bees have really evolved to, to collect pollen in many ways. So they're covered in fur. And the bumblebee is kind of the, the, the teddy bear of the, of the bee family. And it's very furry. And, um, and that's in order to allow it to collect more pollen. They also have apparatuses on their bodies. So kind of baskets almost, almost either on their abdomens or on their legs where they can stuff the pollen in in dense packs. So they're storing it yes. there. So they're, they're adapted. They have all these physical adaptations. Um, they're also strict vegetarians. So um, again, whereas, whereas uh, wasps and, and beetles and flies, many of them will uh, drink the nectar 
from a flower and then prey on other insects um, sometimes as well. Bees live a very strict vegetarian lifestyle and so they really are dependent on those flowers for their food. Bees are a misunderstood species. We've all seen someone swat them or even done so ourselves for fear of being stung, but I'm here to assure you most bees are harmless. They'll leave you alone as long as you return the favor. And FYI, most of their stingers aren't even long enough to penetrate human skin. There's a good talking point for your next cocktail party. So we now know that bees are great pollinators because they intentionally seek out pollen. And we know they're efficient at it because their bodies are built for collecting pollen. But why should we care about what Aaron calls premier pollinators? Well, these tiny insects have a huge impact on our diet. You like salsa? I love salsa. Without bees, you wouldn't get any salsa. None. None whatsoever. Not a one. That's Aaron's colleague, St. Louis University biology professor, Dr. Gerardo Camillo, really putting my weekly Taco Tuesdays into perspective. Aaron introduced us at Dr. Camillo's bee lab, where he and his students study bee pollinators in urban environments. About a third of our calories come from bee-pollinated plants. Um, and the bulk of our calories come from, from grasses, you know, corn, wheat, which are not, those are wind-pollinated. Grasses tend to be wind-pollinated. But the, the thing about rice and wheat and corn is they have a very low nutrition. And second, they're bland. I mean, bland as bland. As I said, you know, Give me salsa any day of the week and, you know, twice on Sundays. Uh, and, and the reason why they taste so good is because that's where the nutrition comes from. You know, things that taste bland is just calories. You know, it's carbs. And you need a lot of that to fuel your metabolism. But for building muscle, for eyesight, you know, your vitamins, your minerals, healthy immune system, come from your nutrition. And nutrition is coming from plants that have a lot of color. You know, the tomatoes, the chilies, the, the onions. Exactly, the cilantro. You know, and all that is bee pollinated. So somewhere in the ballpark of 70 to 90% of your nutrition is bee pollinated. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Mm. It's a little alarming to realize how yeah. totally dependent we are on this life form mm. for our own well-being. Yeah. Absolutely. And we are totally dependent. Bees are responsible for foods like apples, nuts, coffee, chocolate, strawberries, lemons, coconut. The alfalfa bee pollinates the food our dairy cows eat. So without them, we wouldn't have milk, cheese, or ice cream. And... It's not just us humans who rely on bees. In the natural world, you quickly learn when you're, when you're studying any, any system in the natural world that if you pull on one thread, you find mm. out it's attached to all the other parts. Mm. And I feel like that really plays out almost in like operatic fashion with bees. Because mm. if you eliminate bees from the landscape, you realize that this is not just going to impact 
humans and our food sources, but think of all the birds. Think mm. of all the other insects whose larvae depend on, uh, on, right. on feeding on these plants mm. that, are, you know, that are bee pollinated. And then think, you know, outside as you expand on that mm -hmm. food web, all the other oh, yeah. impacts to, to our wildlife and our plant communities. Mm. And, yeah. and you realize very quickly, oh wow, we, we better take care of these, mm -hmm. yep. you know, these, these bee populations. After the break, we'll talk about Missouri's bee hotspot and discuss concrete ways we can all help our powerful pollinators. A deadly hitchhiker is threatening our forests. Serial tree-killing insects like the emerald ash borer are moving in from other states, hiding in firewood, catching a free ride. Millions of ash trees have fallen prey across the nation. Campers beware. Stop tree killers. Do not move firewood. Buy it locally. Burn it where you buy it. And don't bring any back. Log on to MissouriConservation.org. Search firewood. Okay, what about burgers? You guys like burgers? Oh, burgers. I come from these too. Yeah. Yeah, burgers, uh-huh. Because you think about it, bees pollinate the alfalfa that cows eat, so a lot of dairy we wouldn't oh, have yeah. without bees too, like cheese. So it all goes back to the bees. <laughs> it really does. So it makes you think twice about bees, huh? Yes, definitely. All right, all right save the bees, guys. All right, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to Nature Boost. We're discussing the big role bees play in our nutrition. These tiny insects pack a big punch when it comes to pollinating the food we eat every day. Missouri has more than 450 different species of bees, but the surprising fact is that big city St. Louis is home to a big portion of them. There are around 200 bee species that call the gateway to the West home. So why is one of Missouri's largest cities the best place to find a diverse bee population rather than, say, a rural area? Well, one answer lies with its diverse residents. We have a very large, uh, diverse community of immigrants you know and what we have found is that uh, when you have urban farms when you have different cultures you know you you develop a palate for certain food and therefore you're gonna grow that food you know and then in turn that brings in different bees different because different bees. bees require different plants require different kinds of bees that's sort of beautiful in a way. So what we see, for example, in uh, International Institute uh, Farm South, which is, oh God, half a mile from here, if that, um, you have then immigrants from Southeast Asia and from uh, Eastern Africa, especially, so the ones from Eastern Africa, they, they plant the okras, you know, and they plant these large purple okras and they plant uh, the beans, the large string beans and whatnot. These flowers have very specific morphology. So honeybees cannot pollinate them. So you bring then the leafcutter bees for the various uh, uh, legumes and for like the uh, uh, okra is the same family as the um, as hibiscus in, in the Malabasi. So you need a large bee. You know, the honeybees can go in and out and never touch the anthers, but you get 
the hibiscus bees can go in there every now and then, and you get the big bumblebees that get in there. So you end up with these centers of attraction. So you get all, you know, you plant, as I said, you build it and they'll come. You know, in this case, you plant it and they'll come. I think that it's like common in our generation that a lot of people are sharing the importance of bees and other pollinators, so. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. You can walk around campus and actually a lot of people with the laptop stickers, a very common one to save the bees. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, and I have to wonder, I know that there's a big like, there's a bee lab here, so I bet it's a lot of students who, you know, maybe partake in, in that area of study. Yeah, that, yep, she's got her bee. I love that bee sticker. Bee kind. Yes. Okay, awesome. So you guys already know about the bee mission. Yes. Okay, all right. Thank you. No Good luck with midterms. So bees, huh? Their role in the ecosystem is crucial not only to the health and well-being of humans, but to the health of wildlife. If we lost them, we'd lose many of the plants they pollinate and many of the animals that eat those plants. Our grocery stores could lose their inventory of fruits and vegetables. People would starve and the economy would suffer. Bee populations are decreasing for a number of reasons, including things like habitat loss and pesticide use. But thankfully, there's something each of us can do to support bee health and habitat in both rural and urban settings. What we can do to help assure a healthy future for diverse bee populations is plant flowers, really, and think about native flowers, especially, and plants that are not treated with neonicotinoids. That's really important to read the label on your plant, that it has not been treated with one of these pesticides that are systemic and will continue to, uh, the plant will continue to produce that pesticide throughout its entire life. So planting native flowers and a diversity of native flowers will help support, support a diversity of native bees. You can also help bees by being lazy. Sounds too good to be true, but let me explain. Common lawn weeds like clover and dandelion are really important food sources for bees. So by being a little lazy and not mowing your yard as often, you're providing vital nutrition for bees, which in turn allows them to provide it for us. You can also change other lawn practices, such as mulching. Not all bees live in hives like the honeybee. There are many species that are ground nesters, meaning they create underground homes. You may have come across them if you spot mounds of soil, kind of similar to anthills in your lawn. By leaving some bare ground, you're providing bees access to the soil to excavate their nests. And if getting your hands dirty isn't in the stars for you, there are still ways you can make a difference. Even just supporting those conservation practices in your community. So if you don't have a backyard or you don't have uh, space for native plants on your patio or out in your yard, supporting those activities in your community can go a long way as well. We're seeing that folks want to see more natural landscapes in their public and green spaces. Um, and so supporting those entities that are putting those practices um, to work and, and putting those plants in the ground is also something that you can do. There's organizations as well, conservation organizations, um, pollinator partnerships that rely a lot on donations as well. So um, Xerces Society, um, pollinatorpartnership.org is another one. Um, and these organizations are advocating for the health of our pollinators and, um, and doing a lot as far as educating folks about the importance of 
having healthy pollinator populations. To learn more about Missouri's pollinators and ways you can help them, visit MissouriConservation.org. A big thank you to my guests Aaron Shank and Dr. Gerardo Camillo, and thanks to all of the St. Louis University students who made cameos on this episode. This is Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, urging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors. I actually do so much research into like bee conservation. Oh, give me a high five! Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you. Yeah. So you already know the <laughs> bee pollinator mission. You know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. One in three bites of food. One in three bites. I didn't know that one. That one's the good one. It's, that's that's yeah. a good statistic, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you take that to the bank. I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> oh, spread that one like it's my own. <laughs> Educate you. You got it.